everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. It gives me great joy to bring to testimony a woman, a wife, a mother of four, former actress and now advocate in helping parents and teens navigate what she terms as pop culture chaos. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome author, speaker, host of Hollywood Insider and everyone's quote counterculture mom, Tina Marie Griffin. Tina, welcome to Testimony. Thank you so much for having me. I loved finally meeting you face-to-face at NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters event last month. I feel like you're the sister I never met. So thank you for having me on. I loved just meeting you and talking with you there. So this is a joy. Well, it was absolutely my joy, Tina. You are the gal that is having an impact on every teen, tween, and in-between including their parents. But before we get to all of this, in part one of our two-part conversation today, can you just share with our listeners how you came to faith in Jesus Christ, your segue in and out of Hollywood to what you are doing today? Tina Griffin, please tell us your story. Yes, thank you so much. I, um, I grew up on a dairy farm in Pulaski, Wisconsin, with two younger brothers, we're all two years apart, and parents who were a decade apart, really hardworking uh, mom and dad, still alive today, loved me to pieces. I uh, couldn't figure me out when I was a young kid, because I was always venturing out away from the farm. I was, uh, you know, playing tadpoles in the, in the creek, catching tadpoles. I was, uh, we didn't have any horses, so I was riding cattle as if they were horses, and uh, driving tractor at the age of four. Uh, reading books and trees. My parents could either never find me, or if they didn't know where I was at, I was constantly working really hard. But I, I was a big dreamer, and um, even at a young age, you know, growing up at the farm, I, I just didn't quite feel like I fit in. Like I wanted to do more. I wanted to help a ton of people. I always had that mentality. But surprisingly, even though I went to a couple of Bible camps and we went to church every Sunday when I was a kid, I didn't become a, a believer, place my faith in Christ till the age of 16, which looking back, I'm like, man, I'm surprised I wasn't 8 or 9 or 10, like when you hear of all these other stories of people, but <laughs> I stood up in church, walked to the front, and I said, I want uh, 110% I'm in with my faith in the Lord, I'm willing to take a bullet for the cause. And Jensine literally has been my life throughout the years. Whenever I feel like I'm not close to God, I have to take a step back or five steps back and say, wait a second, who am I? Why am I here? How did this all begin? And then get reconnected with God deep again in order to do the ministry that I'm doing, because sometimes I want to give up because it's so hard. Death threats, a lot of atheists that are constantly after me through social media, my personal phone with a call and leave nasty messages. So I knew over the years I was going to be used by God mightily, and I wanted to be. Um, I would go to a lot of parties over the years, college, high school, but I was the one that people knew she won't sleep around. I wanted to wait till I was married to have sex. I didn't want to get drunk. And I've had that mentality over the years. And so people knew I was a Christian. They knew I loved God. I started a youth of life group in my high school as a young kid. A lot of friends stayed after school. And we had this meeting where we 
talk about the things that we were struggling with as teenagers. I just always loved helping people. And then it went from there to Hollywood. And so that was my faith journey at 16, knowing I wanted to live a life and not waste time going down the wrong path, live fully for the Lord, be used mightily by God, and do great things for God to help as many people as possible. And that's the journey he's had me on for the last uh, 23, 24 years. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Tina Marie Griffin, the counterculture mom of today. Tina, how and why did you decide to do what you are doing today? And I think you've answered that in part already, but you're literally out on the front lines traveling these last 17 years, speaking, teaching, and emboldening teens and parents as to the crisis that is going on in our culture. Can you speak to this? Yes. Um, I want to cry just thinking about what you just said, because sometimes I'm amazed at what God has had me on, and I love my journey, and I love what the calling He's placed in my life for the people listening. He's got a calling for you. If you haven't found it, dig into the Word of God. He will show you exactly where you want to go. It's going to be a place where you don't know if you can handle it. And you don't know if you have the time or energy. And you know what? That is where God wants you, because if he's doing it, he'll provide the funds. He will give you the energy. He will give you the passion for it. He's not going to waste countless years of not telling you what he wants you to do with the short life we've got on the earth. But just hearing you ask me that question, I want to cry, because I'm so glad that I jumped on board as a young teen what God had for me. I do what I do today because I'm sick of Satan wrecking havoc on so many families around the country. I'm sick of kids getting an STD, and now they have an STD for life and can't have kids now that they're married. I'm sick of uh, babies being aborted when loving families want to adopt them. I'm sick of seeing homeless people on the street with other people driving by in a Mercedes-Benz next to them staring out of the window. And I had to do something about it. My passion went out to young people because I had five people when I was in sixth grade that were in seventh grade killed in our small town of Pulaski, Wisconsin, so as a young kid, and a guy overdosed on some medication, killed all five people. I knew some of them personally. They were classmates of mine, next grade above me. Small town of 2,000 people, Pulaski, Wisconsin, it was a big deal. Everybody knew everyone. My, my parents are third cousins. I mean, everybody's related. I was so surprised and happy that it turned out the way I did, because that could have not been good. They, uh, <laughs> they met at a wedding. But the point is, that happened when I was a young kid. I saw that. Um, I saw a lot of drug use. I saw people getting pregnant at a young age, and then they were living a life that held them back because they did not wait to have sex until they were married. I, I saw friends of mine locked in prison. I had two classmates of mine that were drinking at a wedding in their early 20s, and one killed the other, uh, his other best friend slash cousin because he was driving home drunk and killed his cousin when he was, when he was walking home. So all these things impacted me as a young person where I'm like, Lord, I want to do something. I want to tell kids that there's more to life than drugs and sex and, and suicide. A classmate of mine had committed suicide in seventh grade, Jensen. And this is going back 25 years ago when we were kids where it, was, it wasn't heard of that often. So when I started seeing that Satan was deceiving the masses, deceiving my generation by promoting sex, drugs, alcohol, suicide, all that junk in the music and in the TV shows back then, not showing the consequences of that. It's a hundred times worse today. That's the bad news. Good news is because I lived through all that and I saw 
saw it in Hollywood and what these celebrities, how they were hypocritical and sheltered their own kids from their own entertainment. I, I went to their mansions. I've been at the Oscars. I've been in Women in Film and Film Society and Screen Actors Guild. I was a part of that whole world so entrenched for a decade that I knew I had to share to teens that what they're being sold by Satan from Hollywood, a big, fat, deceptive lie. And when I had the footage to prove it with the video clips of celebrities saying, what we're doing is wrong, we rewrite the lyrics for our kids to listen to and commit a crime before you're 13 because you'll serve less years in prison. These are the videos, Jensen, that I show kids. They get angry. They're frustrated. They say, forget it. I, they have CD smashing parties, video game smashing parties. They cut up their suicide notes in front of me. They set their knives down on the table and tell me I'm no longer going to need this for king, no longer committing suicide, no longer going to be having sex before marriage, no longer going to be a part of this gang. Jensen, those are the stories that tell me I know I'm doing what God's called me to do. I've got the evidence to prove the deceptive and deceitfulness of Satan, and the kids want something better when they see the dirt that I present these assemblies around the globe. I've been all over the globe and then give them thousands of positive entertainment choices because I tell them, Satan wants to kill, steal, destroy, but Christ came that you may have life and have it to the full. How do we have it to the full? Pumping in positive lyrics, positive entertainment, positive friends, positive encouragement, Bible daily going into our mind and saying no to the junk, to the stuff that's going to rob us of a free and life full in Christ. And when the kids get the tools needed from the evidence that I present being out there firsthand, they are on fire to tell as many people as possible. And that's why I do what I do, because I see the lives that are literally saved and impacted as a result. Amen and amen. Tell our listeners in our remaining moments here about your encounter with actress Brittany Murphy on a Hollywood oh. set and why 10 years later her story and death is as relevant now as it was then. Can you explain? Yes, that was one of the most eye-opening couple of minutes of my life when I lived in Hollywood for those full 10 years. I worked with her on Little Black Book, and she had just wrapped the movie Eight Mile with Marshall Mathers. She did sex scenes in there. She had a couple drug scenes. It was pretty graphic. And I saw it because I was warning kids to run from that movie when I was out speaking. And so when I talked to her on set of a little black book, she goes, oh, you're, you're Tina Holowinski. You're that uh, pop culture expert chick. I said, yeah, that, that's me. You talk about Marshall Mathers. I said, yep. And actually, I talked about Eight Mile. You did? I said, I did. And I said, I just got to ask you, is it hard to do the drug and sex scene? She goes, Tina, I feel guilty every time I got off set and would drive back home. I don't agree with what I'm doing, but I feel like I have to do it in order to get ahead in the industry. Jensen, those were her exact words. I remember God saying, write it down. I did. I have been using that as a quote for the last 10 years to let kids know so many celebrities do not want to be doing what they're doing, but they're told by producers, directors, told by the wardrobe people what to wear, what to say, how to act, that they are feeling guilty, a majority of them, going back home to their mansions, protecting their kids from this stuff. Their kids are not allowed to watch the stuff that they're promoting. And yet they're doing it because they don't want to get blacklisted in the industry, don't want to get fired, don't want to have their acting career come to an end. I felt it. I felt the pressure, and I wasn't a Brittany Murphy. So um, to see that told me we got to pray for celebrities, but not support and watch 
any entertainment that is going against the Word of God that's the best for our lives and our children's lives, and pick out God-honoring entertainment by actors who love the Lord and are promoting something that's amazing. Like Dennis Quaid, I've been praying for him for years. And for him to see, I can only imagine, see him in that movie role, I bawled when I saw the movie because it was deeper than for me than just the theme of the movie. It was because we had a uh, actor that lived contrary to God's word for years and now is contemplating his belief in the Lord, working on a set that shows what it looks like to have faith in Christ, and lives are changed because of it. That's why I'm so excited about promoting and being involved in films that are uplifting, encouraging, and honor who God is and what he wants for our life. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to speaker, author, former actress, and host of Hollywood Insider, Tina Marie Griffin, whose upfront, no-nonsense, and biblically-based approach to navigating the pop culture crisis has earned her the title Counterculture Mom, and rightly so. You can learn more about Tina Griffin's work, ministry, and mission by visiting counterculturemom.com and get her resources. Invite her to speak. You will be blessed and encouraged and given hope that you did. Tina, it has been such a joy having you share just a little of your amazing story and the impact you are having on today's culture. You are the counterculture mom, and we look forward to hearing much, much more next week. God bless you. Thank you so much. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.